Hi, welcome to John and Ann's Wrestling Podcast. My name's Ann, and in just a few moments, you'll be hearing from my boyfriend, John, as he tells me about what happened in wrestling this week. This is the one-hour week. He's allowed to tell me about that, so we'll probably learn a lot together. I don't know. Anyway, let's not examine I I was it. A joke. Let's move into wrestling. Uh, let's <laughs> this move is a in. podcast about wrestling, this ostensibly. Is, this is a podcast about wrestling. And, and me eating jelly beans. That's right. You always love to eat jelly beans. You have your snacks mm-hmm. and snacks. Yep. And you got a seltzer? I got a seltzer. Okay, great. See, this is just like, because you're just sitting back, relaxing. It's a, it's a Raz Cranberry. Yeah. Raz Cran. Raz Cran. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I bought that today. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, because we were out of seltzer and they're like, they're not cold, but they're mm-hmm. like sort of almost cold. They're just like on a shelf, but they feel cold. But if I get them from the bodega, that's right next door to us or right on the end of our block, mm-hmm. it is both more expensive. It's more convenient, which is, I guess the only reason why I go there. Yeah. I don't always want to go into the grocery store, even though it's like just a block further. Um, but the bodega seltzers are not only more expensive and have gotten more expensive since I've been going there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also like hot. Yeah, they're hot. Like when they're I hot, get, it, like, I don't know why they would like they leave them stacked on the floor in front of all of the like freezers and stuff. Well, I think and it's that motors from the freezers. I, it must be because they're like warmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's literally they sit on like yeah. the exhaust of the freezers. Like if you order a pizza and you go pick it up and they like take it out of like the warming mm-hmm. fridge or yeah. whatever the hell you call it, like the cabinet. That's like they. It's like they put it in there and it will take. I mean, truly all day. Mm-hmm. I bought those seltzers at like, I don't know, one p.m. today, and it's currently. Oh, these are hot ones. Those are hot ones, and they're oh. like. Uh, they're like, it will t- even now. Like five hours later, they've been in the fridge, mm-hmm. still only kind of cold. Uh, I mean, it's acceptably cold. It's acceptably cold, but is it is it like cold though? It's, it's not like it's not like that biting, refreshing cold yeah. that you look for in a seltzer. I had our fridge turned up real high for a while, and it was great because all the seltzers and like the water there were so mm-hmm. cold and amazing. But it was also freezing everything else. Yeah. Like my lettuce was frozen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? What? I'm really glad that this podcast is no longer about wrestling and just about the minutiae of our day-to-day life. I do feel very Larry David talking <laughs> about that stuff. Is it acceptably cold? Or is it, is it cold or excited? It's excited. It's not the same. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll talk about wrestling. All right. So what's going on this week in wrestling? Oh, man. What isn't going on this week in wrestling? All right. So uh, let's see. Let's look at my notes. Let's see what the first thing I want to talk about is. Your notes. My notes. Um, so a big thing this week, I guess I'll go sort of in order. Um, uh, we had the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament for a future shot at the AEW World Championship. Um, and it looked like... So Brian Danielson was already in the finals, mm-hmm. which were to be are, and are to be at uh, AEW's upcoming pay-per-view, which is actually this coming Saturday, Full Gear. Mm. Um, and... Uh, we were looking to crown his opponent or name his opponent, I guess. What uh, is, is full gear a theme or is that just like, did they think of words that sound tough? Uh, well, so full gear is, I, so I haven't, they, they do, I guess like the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes probably still does and a couple other people. They were, I think even before AEW, they were doing this like 
YouTube series that they do called Being the Elite, and it's like kind of scripted and like it's sketches sort of, and they not like sketches, but they do like Skits. a little yeah, sort of. They do like a little back. They're not, they're they're not doing like SNL or like you know some sort of they're not doing Key and Peel sketches, but they're um they're just got like some little skits that they do. Skits is a good way to say it, and they Camp just have like skits. a bunch of running jokes. And Hangman Adam Page was, is like a regular on there, um, or has been at least. And at one point, I think he said something about going full gear or something. So I think it's like, a, I haven't seen it, but I th- believe it's a reference to something he would say on being the elite. Um, I see. And so it's like named after his, sort, but it's not like an official catchphrase that he uses. Like I've never heard him say it on AEW TV. Yeah, I'm just um, curious what gear we're talking about here, but it sounds like it's just one of those things. That's whatever like, the fullest one is. Yeah, that just sounds like a thing that's like, you know. Uh, yeah, anyway. I think it is exactly that because he's pretty like ironic and silly. So I think mm-hmm. it probably is something where it's like it's nothing that sounds like something. Yeah, it just um, it just gives you the energy, the tough energy, tough. Yeah, we're going full gear. Full gear gear and it's like somebody dressed up in like the steampunk outfit yeah well all of the ads are like they have like gears all over everybody so i guess it is like a oh so they are literally Mm -hmm. like gear oh yeah yeah it's not like merch Mm -hmm. it's like gear gear is steampunk the nerdiest genre no are you kidding fantasy yeah but (laughs) but is it though because fantasy is like kind of hot sometimes and it's like game of thrones is like very popular steampunk is like it's based on like a tech it like a very specific technology and it really feels like i'm not knocking it it just feels like it's probably i guess i would have to define what things are steampunk because to me steampunk is just like wearing a top hat with goggles so i don't really have a lot of knowledge of the genre although i think shadow and bone which is the series on netflix i really liked Mm -hmm. i think that's steampunky because it takes place in like you know a time that feels like a victorian like era but they have like technology yeah, the goggles with the top hats and all, like even the fashion in in the steampunk. It really, like I've never, I don't know. I really the the steampunk genre feels very, very. I mean, top of the class nerdy. All right, I don't I know. Mean, I'm just saying it might be the nerdiest one. I mean, yeah, okay, I'll go with you on that. You don't have to go with no, me. No, no, I, I will go with you because I don't have anywhere else to go. I'll you go with you. Where else you want to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll okay, go with we'll you go. on that. I'll go with you on that. Okay, well, let's okay. go. Okay, all cool. Right, let's head all right. out. All right. Uh, Okay. So anyway, full, full gear. <laughs> Hangman Adam Page. Uh, so this year it's going to be Brian Danielson versus. It was supposed to be the winner of John Moxley versus Orange Cassidy. However, and this is really the oh, main yeah. thing. You got to tell them about this, which you already knew about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually kind of had to break the rules of the podcast to to let you know about this earlier. Yeah, because I knew about it already anyway. Um, and it's that John Moxley, uh, is in. I believe it's inpatient alcohol like treatment, like rehabilitation. So he's in alcohol rehab. Uh, and and we're wishing him the best. We are wishing him the best. We support John Moxley. We love John Moxley. We support we're John everyone's Moxley efforts to get sober. We do. We, uh, we're very happy. And I, I, it's really like if you... God, wrestling is the possibly... You know how steampunk's the most... Like the nerdiest genre. Mm-hmm. So wrestling is the most toxic form of entertainment genre. yeah like genre, like wrestling is like the most toxic business think, maybe okay. of all time maybe Actually, even more so than like hollywood let's unpack this mm-hmm. do you think wrestling's more toxic than like porn i mean 
<laughs> I can't speak to porn. Yeah, I know. Because it never asked seen me it. not to. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've never seen porn. So I don't, but I don't, I mean. We can say they're neck and neck. They're pretty close. There's a lot. I feel like there's a lot of common ground. Yeah. Um, and wrestling is certainly of the forms of entertainment that, well, I was, well, they both show nipples pretty often. <laughs> um, Not women's nipples, though. Yeah. <laughs> really? Well, WWF, like back in the day, during the Attitude Era, when they were just doing doing whatever they could. To oh, get, well, yeah. Sometimes they would they have. They had like Playboy bunnies. Yeah, well, they would have like the wrestlers sometimes mm-hmm. get like topless, like on the show, like in the ring, mm. like straight up topless. Wow, um, different era. Uh, right. But they. Well, I don't mean to derail us with that question. No, it's fine. Um, um, wrestling's toxic. Wrestling's I think toxic AF, and porn could be as well, uh, <laughs> and has been. And I don't know enough about it. Anyway, um, <laughs> so but wrestling is pretty toxic. So if this was like. 20 years ago for sure and probably even like 10 years ago and especially if it was in like WWE A John Moxley would never have been able to do that. He would mm-hmm. never have been like able to take time off. Now maybe even in WWE especially they might. in the middle of like a tournament. Yeah, he's in the middle of like a big he was more than likely and we love Orange Cassidy. Yeah. And he Orange Cassidy could totally have been in a killer match with Brian Danielson and I would love mm-hmm. to see that at some point. I'm sure that is on the docket someday. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would have been very acceptable uh, to have that match. But John Moxley is like one of the biggest stars in AEW, mm-hmm. and so this seemed like it was going to be. And his also his story was that he was just going like wrecking people within yeah. minutes. So it was. It seemed like it was probably going to be Ryan Danielson versus John Moxley, which would have been like almost the co-main event. It's a huge match to do. Yeah. Um, for AEW, they've done it in WWE, but now they would have like a lot more creative freedom and like. They would have been able to to really go all full gear with it, um, and so in WWE, he a almost certainly would not have been able, and, and really anywhere like twenty years ago, he would never have been able to like take time off like that. Mm-hmm. Even if the company was like okay with him doing it, he would have like lost his spot. Nobody would have supported him, and even just people in general, I would venture to say a lot of people would like shit on him for mm-hmm. for doing it. It'd be like, oh, fucking piece of shit scumbag or you know but now mm-hmm. people are very like it's very good to see that we've come this far especially in the wrestling industry that we're you know people are yeah. supportive of him and like his health is much more important than this wrestling show yeah and like what's important is that he goes and gets healthy for himself and his family and then he comes back and then we're all here waiting but well, he's not gonna lose yeah. his spot we're all gonna be just as happy to see him if not more so because now we know that he took the time yeah to get healthy i mean i do feel like in the last 20 or so years um, the big stamp that millennials and Gen Z have managed to make on the culture mm-hmm. is this like a broader acceptance that we don't all have to be as miserable as possible at all times. Yeah, it's definitely like, <laughs> like baby boomers were all about like, do not let anyone know that you have problems. Well, it's like the whole like mindset I feel like coming out of the 90s where everyone was like, oh, what do you want? Life to be nice. You want yeah. a participation trophy? And it's like, no, it's just, you know, we have technology and we have modern medicine and maybe we just don't all have to suffer (laughs) yeah we don't have to like why and it's also like 
I mean, I guess maybe hardship can build character, but like, why are we doing the hardship? Yeah, why are we doing the hardship that we don't have to do? We don't have to do. And also it's like, what is the end goal for this hardship? Like, is it just to like make money for a corporation that I don't even get to share in? Like, what are we doing? We're just being miserable till we die. Because what? Because what? Because of... Because why? I don't understand. And then people will think we're tough and cool. I get, but not even. Are they also miserable? (laughs) Like, (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I think that's probably what has happened. And there's still some hangers on, for sure. There's still a lot of people. Trust me, I go to wrestling news with the Z sites to, to find this. Uh, and you find the guys who are like, in my day, we would have oh. just let him die of cirrhosis I mean, of the liver. I and- wish it was even that genuine or like tough. Because like, I go to these certain wrestling sites to get like, you know, to, I mean, to just check on like news and stuff and do research. Uh, and truly... The comments are like, it's one of those things where you're like, don't read them. It doesn't matter. The, mm-hmm. These opinions don't matter. It's a lot. It's largely people that are just like, don't have a lot going on. It's very, you know, it's, it's very easy to tear things down. And it's just funny because any article that is on there yeah, will have mostly negative comments. Yeah. Uh, and it's all, it's, it's like gymnastics to get to the negativity sometimes. Like, I, it's just the John Moxley one was like 99% supportive, which was nice that I saw. Oh, that's but good. even some of them were like, stop calling him a hero for me. I'm just like, dude, I just because you haven't acknowledged your mm-hmm. <laughs> addictions. Um, well, it's also like what's the as point? a person as a person who has commented on websites quite a bit in my yeah. youth. I will say that like the energy it takes to like comment on an article mm-hmm. is quite substantial like yeah. you, you have to like sign up for an account on whatever website it is you have to figure out whatever the friggin you have to verify like, your email yeah you gotta go through some hoops so i always imagine the people who leave comments on articles like that are like so angry or upset mm-hmm. or like whatever and about bored. whatever they're reading and bored it's mostly um, the boredom and i think the lack of like and just uh, like resentful la- yeah it's a lot of resentment boredom a it's lack like, of like motivation yeah Usually the things that they're shitting on somebody else for for not having um mm-hmm. well it's like i don't know i always feel like i feel like we live in an age where everybody's like trying to hold on to this idea that none of us are sensitive Mm. But like we're all so sensitive. Oh, we're all very very sensitive. Everybody's yeah. so sensitive. Everybody's the, like If you've said snowflake, you've also like gotten very butt hurt about a lot of other things. You I know? mean, yeah, it's funny cuz like yeah, there's like always one side that sen- tries to act like it's tougher, yeah, but it's, it's like, like nobody's it's not, no, tough. Everybody's sensitive. You just Everybody yeah. gets upset. Everybody yeah. takes things to heart. Unless you're a sociopath. Like the only people who don't have that are le- legit sociopaths. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I think people read stuff and they get really mad and they comment because they're like, why isn't anyone paying attention to me like this? Why don't I get this level of acceptance and love? Yep. Anyway, that's my deep thought for the week. Oh, that's your deep thought? Is yeah. that Does that count as Anne's reflections? Or should no, we do, no we'll do into reflections. I'll do another end. reflections on something less serious. Anyway. Okay. Well, that's good. So well, I'm glad John Moxley's getting his rehab. Yeah, me too. He's any, you know, I think he'll be, because. Uh, oh, I, I have think a he'll song. Be, he's been in like, what? I have a song for it. You ready? You got a song? Yep. They tried to make him go to rehab, and he said, yes, yes, yes. It would have worked even better for Brian Danielson, since yes oh, was yeah. his uh, 
but he's not in. But, it, but yeah, Brian Danielson, Bri- get the help you need. Yeah, Brian, so that we can do this song, please. <laughs> so we, we're pretty sure you have a problem there's with something. Some, something. There's got to be something you are addicted to. Seems like you like wrestling a lot. Yeah, maybe there's got to be. Maybe that's an issue. Something that's affecting your personal life and your work life. Um, and we would be happy to write this parody song. Yeah, for which you, which is really not going to go much further than what you already no, heard. No, it's basically just that. Yeah. It's basically that big dad joke of a lyric yep. that mm-hmm. I made. I was very glad that that I was right there with you too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, John Moxley, uh, we we're, we're here for you. We support you. Looking forward to you coming back whenever you're ready to come back. And, yeah. Uh, he's Take gonna care be, of yourself. He's gonna be even better. When also, he's back. like you only get one body, you only get one yeah. life. Mm-hmm. You got to take care of it. You don't want to spend forty years in a bed sick. No. Because you didn't take care of yourself. Not forty. Not forty. I'd no. I'd spend like a year. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I'd take actually. a year in bed. I'd take a year in bed. That sounds pretty sick. And then you just die. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, good for John Moxley. And uh, so going off of that, he had a replacement in the world title in the World Championship Eliminator Tournament. Um, Miro, who's like this big Bulgarian dude who you've mm. seen, and he's he's cut. He's Wait, so, Miro or Nero? Miro, Miro. not Nero. Miro. Like, yeah, Miro. Mm-hmm. I think his, his first name is Miroslav, so he's just... Miroslav. Yeah, so his name Miroslav is Miro. Miroslav Wrestlerovich. Yes. He's very good. That's, yeah, that's... Uh, that's his full name. Yeah. I, it's it's a good thing this worked out, this wrestling thing. Um, <laughs> but he, uh, he's been great. He was big in WWE. He was Rusev. Um, and he was... He was great there, and he was always very, very good. Like he was one of those guys who would just always shine through, even if they weren't pushing him really hard. Uh, and he was like fantastic, like physical wrestler, and also as a character. Mm-hmm. And he would do this thing called Rusev Day, where he was just saying like every day is Rusev Day, and then the crowd would just eat it up, and they would just chant Rusev Day all the time. And he had that's fun. Oh, he was great. And then they released him, I think. Uh, and then he went to AEW, and he had a little bit of a rocky start in AEW because he was. He was just he was brought in this guy Kip Sabian was getting um married uh to another wrestler and so they brought Miro in as his best man and they just referred mm. to him as the best man and they were like friends and they liked video games and stuff. But it kind of was lame and sucked. And I mean it was fine, they had some good feuds with the best friends, but uh Weddings are often overrated. Yeah, that's what I keep telling you. This, I mean, this is what I think. Yeah. Well think. that's good. Yeah. Um stop. <laughs> oh stop you're constantly looking at wedding venues on the I line am trying never. to act like you don't aren't I waiting for me to propose for places and why can't you <laughs> we're just talking about people being progressive yeah well why the hell has got to be my responsibility listen babe babe yeah, babe, yeah, you babe listen, me for once here. Listen, babe, we don't need the government to define our love, you know? Well, what it's about like, God? It's just a piece of paper. Just a piece of paper? Yeah, from God, it's just a piece it's of paper, piece. even. God, look, the point is, you go to church, the priest says, I do, and then God mails you a letter that says you're married. That is my understanding of being married. That is correct, okay. and I'm saying we don't need that letter from God. Yeah. Well, fine. I guess I'll stop looking at the venues. I was just my other joke was going to be I was just looking for new comedy venues. Oh, yeah. let's do it. I think I did actually do a, an open mic 
in like a church one time. There was some place in like and Manhattan. You think we're getting into heaven? Uh, like it was. I think it was in a church. It had like a little, like another room that was basically like a little auditorium with a stage, and it was me and like literally two other people, and we just like did our sets for each other and. I left. love that. Yeah. You know what? Nice, I'm going to start looking back on that stuff fondly. Yeah. And the guy, the host was like, you guys want to just do like 15 minutes each? <laughs> She's like, yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. Why uh, not? And everybody's engaged and like listening to you because they're like, yeah. And you, get, not. and you have to do the, <laughs> yeah, you have to do it. Yep. Otherwise it's weird. That's right. I'm a, I'm very well trained about like laughing at stuff. <laughs> <now>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a pretty good uh, fake <laughs> one. But I don't even think I can call it up right now fully because it requires so much enthusiasm from Here, me. Uh, 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 you didn't do an impression of me? No, I was going to do like a like a open mic joke, but I can't remember any of mine. Oh. Uh, let me see if I can do it. Okay, ready? <laughs> there you go. That's my fake laugh. Trying to, I'm trying to I'm remember. I'm trying to remember last time you heard it <laughs> yeah, and it I, was probably when you said yeah, something. No. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if I... I think I'm good. No, it's a, you got it with a fake laugh. You got to like hit it hard. Yeah, that's what you got to do because you you don't want to like chuckle because that's just even more just depressing. But <laughs> if you get but if you give a nice trumpety like <laughs> like you know you you really get it out there, it makes people. I think it makes people in the room happy because there's somebody kind of leading the way with laughs. Oh yeah, and then it takes the responsibility off of you, and then right. maybe you'll laugh at something genuinely. And the people on stage often notice you're doing it and they appreciate it. Yeah, and it because it makes you likable. You're almost like a warm up comic. Yeah. I'm what I'm saying is, you know, invite me to stuff to your shows or whatever and, and I'll I'll bring my I'll bring my laugh. And then put you on the shows. Nah. Okay. Just like give me free beer. Oh, okay, that works. Anyway. Okay. Okay, so Miro so, had miso a, a soup. little bit no wait. Miso miro. Soup, yeah. <laughs> miro had a rocky start. Uh but he still had some good matches and stuff, but he just was like, didn't, hadn't found his character yet. And now he's been the AEW TNT champion and his gimmick was that he was God's favorite champion and he wears like a cross and he would do these like really intense promos. Sir, about, like, I think Jesus was God's favorite champion. What was Jesus champion of? Death. Literally. I guess he did. Yeah, you're right. He did yeah. pin death. He did pin death. Yeah. Death. That's literally like what he's famous for. Yeah. Jesus beat death in the uh like twice he brought a guy back to life and he brought himself back to life. Oh yeah, he yeah, that's true. That was a tag team match with uh, Lazarus and then uh <laughs> and then he went one on one death had a grudge match because of that. Yeah. And then he and death then he beat death. That actually is brilliant. Yeah. I'm going to take this out of the final recording cuz we just need to write a wrestling show that is just like the Bible but yeah. through wrestling. I think we would make a lot of money. And yeah, no, and we, we wouldn't s- make any money. Well, but it we could sell it to a Christian network. No, we could sell it to a Christian network or a non-Christian network. All you have to no. do is just, just fudge it a little bit in either direction, and it'll work either way. All right, maybe not. Anyway, Miro <laughs> is God's favorite champion. He refers to himself as the Redeemer, and he would say like, he would do like, "So says the Redeemer," and he would just be like, talking about. It. He talks about how hot his wife is. <laughs> Because she is like a, she was a WWE superstar as well. She's oh. no longer with her, them now, but um, but she's. I guess uh, I don't need a justification for that. That's just sweet. It's just it's funny. We just talk about mm-hmm. like I would go home to my hot wife, and but I can only do it if I'm still the champion. It was just but it, there's really they're great promos, and then 
he lost the championship and they have this great thing with Miro where they're just like because he's you know he's like especially in AEW mm-hmm. where a fair amount of the wrestlers are not huge jacked guys like they're in great shape but they're not necessarily huge muscle band dudes yeah, and I've Miro is pretty goddamn big I mean Miro is a big dude oh boy and he's um he's very big and muscular and so like they talk about how he's like you know difficult to beat for a lot of people mm-hmm. but they've got this thing worked into him now this weakness that his neck is like really like he's had a neck injury or something and his neck is like very like a weak spot for him mm. so if you can like exploit that you can beat him and so he has leaned into this and he lost the tnt championship to sammy Guevara, and now he's going on this thing where he, god has like let him down he's like i wasn't enough for you i didn't do enough for you <laughs> and he's like you have to and but now he's like turning on god or he's like I'm going to win this tournament, and if I don't, then you will have to answer to me, and you will be the one who has to ask for forgiveness. And he's like turning heel on God, and he's wow. like, "Oh, it's great!" Wow, he's like, oh, he's he's going in. He's gonna go full Lucifer. He's gonna go full Gearcifer. Uh, oh and, no! Sorry, and he's, but it's gonna be great. He's gonna have a great match with Brian Danielson. Maybe and again, he'll just go full communist because you know they don't have uh, religion. Maybe that's what this is. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know if he's actually religious, but he, um, but he's going to have a great match with Brian Danielson. And I'm sure they had that match in WWE at some point, but again, now they'll have like much more creative freedom and they'll be able to go all out, uh, which is a different pay-per-view that they do. Uh, and I'm very excited for it. And it could, I still, it's like 90% possible that Brian Danielson is winning this tournament because he's like the biggest star in the company, probably him or like CM Punk. Um, and he's certainly the, like, one of the biggest of the new recruits that they have. Um, so it's highly likely that he will be getting a title shot, but especially if Adam page wins the world title, which I think is very, very likely and almost certainly what's going to happen. And I hope it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would make sense to have a guy like Miro be there as his first challenger. Yeah. He's like a bad guy. Um, especially because so right. Adam page is like a really good, like American guy name. Yeah. And so now we're doing the whole Cold War thing again. Yeah. And he does like cowboy shit. That's his thing. Oh, sweet. But he's also like very liberal. I'm into, uh, I'm into Cold War nostalgia. He's actually like very socialist himself, Adam Page. Well, that's so perfect w- because Russia's very oligarchical now. Like, you know, Russia's an oligarchy. They're no longer a communist. It would be funny if Adam Page is like, hey, Miro, like, I'm really into this like socialist stuff. We should be friends. And Miro's like, fuck you. I'm God's champion. I'm yeah, going to kill like, you. He, he, um, I am the follower of stalin it's different it's a different thing it's a different thing you don't it's understand scarier it's scarier it's, it's just like sad i'm into totalitarianism and oligarchy and all kinds of not chill stuff yeah we... doesn't anyone else want to j- join me in this i can't Sorry. understand why this isn't catching on i get i get i get why people find fascism appealing because it's simple and it's like, you know, straightforward. You don't have to mm-hmm. think about much. You just have someone who tells you what to do all the time. But like, it is very funny to me that there are people who are fascists who are like, hey, you come be a fascist. You'd get nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's really hard. And we're going to be mean. Yeah. <laughs> and people are going to try to kill you. And, and we all have to wear the same clothes. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's true. There's not really an upside on that one. Yeah. It's... If it was just like, hey, it'll be easier. And be like, well, yeah, consider that. But wouldn't you like to just not think about anything except doing what you're told? I try, try fascism. Yeah, I try that every day. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Well, but, yeah. Yeah. So, so Adam 
pa- page. Adam Page is page. main eventing the next. I almost said Adam Cole, but I learned my lesson. You did, and they're they're different men it's with different pants. It's funny because I couldn't picture either of them in my head, but for some reason now, because you've told me about both of them, I Adam Page has curlier hair, slightly curlier hair. Now imagining like a stick figure with curly hair, and then the other stick figure just has no hair. Oh, Adam Cole has long has also has long his hair. Long it's just hair? straighter. Okay, well, I didn't know how yeah. to fill in the stick figure okay, image in yeah. my head. So now there's a long hair one. That's Adam Cole. And then the curly head one, that's Adam Page. Okay, that's okay. actually, that's pretty good. <laughs> Two little smiling stick figures with boxer short trunks, mm-hmm. you know? Adam Cole might be smiling with like the little mean eyes. Okay, kind of yeah. A jerk. Okay. And Adam Page would probably be. Um, that makes sense. All also, right. actually, the thing with Adam Page, so because Adam Page's thing has always been that he'll have like a drink. And he uh, Part of his whole gimmick is that he's like, seemed like a sort of a functioning alcoholic. Mm, uh, and he would usually come out to do anything with a beer mm-hmm. or like That's a scotch fun. or something. Like but that. for the um, but for the John Moxley thing, like I noticed them that you know they they told everybody about that, and because John Moxley gave Tony Khan permission to do that, he wanted everybody to know what was going on, uh, and so they announced that. And then Adam Page came out that night, no drink. Oh, how nice! Yeah. That's so, so respectful. Think, it is very respectful, and it's also and it's great because wrestlers like because usually wrestling is a very selfish business and it's like oh my spot and my gimmick and my you know my 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 and mm-hmm. it's like it's good to see everybody supporting each other um and it's also even for his story it kind of makes sense because part of the reason why he was drinking is because he didn't have the confidence to beat kenny omega but mm-hmm. now he's seems like he's ready to beat kenny omega so yeah. the confidence is there oh sorry oh god he's cooking dinner while we're doing the podcast so now he's got to get up Turn something off. I don't even know. I don't know how to cook, folks. But there's something. There's there's a machine in our kitchen with four things on top of it that fire comes out of if you turn a knob correctly. He's ran, run up to this machine because it was beeping. And he's done something. He was knocking against something for a little bit. Uh, now he's going back. Uh, now he's going to the bathroom. Oh, my God. Um, this is out of hand. I'm so sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I I wish I had something more entertaining to tell you about. Oh, Vulture Festivals this weekend. You should get tickets at vulturefestival.com. Uh I'm back. <laughs> okay, he's back. Anyway, I was telling everyone how you were at the machine in the kitchen that does fire. Yeah, the uh, the stove? Yeah, whatever. That thing. Oh god, you got to eat more than jelly beans. Nope. <laughs> they taste like every meal. Oh god. They're jelly bellies. Oh, boy. Um, well, anyway, so that's good. That's a bunch of AEW stuff. Um, what else uh, happened this week, just in the interest of talking about stuff? Uh, well, I guess there's more AEW stuff. CM Punk and Eddie Kingston mm. are are feuding, which is great, because this is the first time CM Punk has... This feels can, like the biggest feud Punk has had in AEW. What can I say? ask a stupid question? Mm. What does the CM stand for? Oh, I, first, you were saying that in a way where I thought it was a joke and you had something ready to go. No, I, like, I know you don't. I just think it's such a dumb question. It's really not a dumb question because it's actually been a whole thing oh. throughout his whole career. Is that so? Uh, he really, the actual origin of it, I believe, is that he was a backyard wrestler and his backyard wrestling like tag team name was the Chick Magnets and it was. cm punk and cm venom i think that's Uh, cute it is cute but that's not it does 
doesn't stand for that anymore. People have joked that it stands for Chick Magnet still. Cookie Monster I've seen and a couple other things. Um, How do you know says, it doesn't stand for that? Well, anymore? he says it like doesn't stand for anything anymore. It's just like his name now because that's like the name that he has come up with and everybody likes it and it sounds good. He's, I think he said something like if it stands for anything, it's like Chicago made because he's oh, in Chicago. No. You don't like it? Is he really from Chicago? Yeah. Or is he from like Evanston? Uh, I don't know but she's in he's in like chicago people people will say they're from chicago when they're really from like 40 minutes outside of chicago Oh, anybody from new england will act like boston is their hometown well yeah anyone who's from new york state or new jersey don't you dare they're from new don't you my mother is from flushing queens yes don't you dare say yeah i know but Um, you did not grow up in new york city uh excuse me i am from (coughs) new york I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, about this. Uh, now he's Googling where CM Punk is from because we have to uh, see if he's from Chicago I, or from somewhere Punk, like he, don't Rockford let me down, or bud. Evanston or don't Aurora. Or... He's, he's from born Chicago, Illinois. Well, okay, no. Let's look at what high school he went to. That's what oh, God, determines Can we it. even find this? Yeah. I went Lockport to Township born High School. Lockport. So I, he's from a place called Lockport. Lockport. See, what, see hey, this hang is on, what I was on. saying. 30 miles southwest of Chicago. Yeah. See, this is what I was saying. All right. I mean. People lie about being from Chicago all the time. You have to really all right. keep an eye on it. Anytime someone tells you that, John, I want you to know this. If you're at a party and someone says they're from Chicago, you got to grill them because they're lying. Okay, I will. <laughs> Chicago's probably expensive to live in. It is. My cousin lives there. I he actually just bought a I... place there. Wow. Yeah, I know. He's younger than me, too. Um, anyway, if I had younger siblings or whatever, I'm sure they would be more successful. Um, <laughs> well, they'd have me as an example to be like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, my, my cousin's an, a civil engineer. That's so he just has a more, you know, cool, stable life. He's a civil engineer. He's not, he's not getting yeah, arguments. He's the best kind. I love civil engineers because oh, yeah. they're so polite. And also, they know about um, bridges and stuff, like all that's the true. all the stuff we care about. That's tr- yeah, I love bridges. <laughs> stuff that normal people interact with, is yeah. what civil engineers deal with. Yeah, and that's interesting to me. It is. Anyway, that's about my cousin. He lives in Chicago, in Chicago proper, and he just bought a place there. Well, CM Punk lives there now. He lives like in the city of Chicago. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. Well, everybody lives there now. But we don't. Anyway, now. <laughs> I'll talk Queens. to you about it after the show. I'll talk Wait, to you about do, it. Are after. we in Chicago right now? I'll talk to you about it after the show. Okay, do we, have we been living in Chicago this whole time? You've been telling me this is New York City? <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay. Is that why all the pizza is so big? <laughs> I've been wondering about this. I was like, how big is Deep Dish? Everybody talks about how this New York pizza is so flat. Deep Dish must be massive. <laughs> all right. Like, all right it's true. Uh, anyway you know CM Punk funny? is from chicago anyway but... i just want the audience to know that we also actually do live like two blocks from an uno so theoretically we do actually <laughs> theoretically this could be a thing that you we, think we do live right near pizzeria uno which we have been to and we'll be at again yeah so um, you could very well be going oh my god <laughs> my god these pieces must be mad this is the this isn't deep dish good god um okay also the one time i was in chicago we went to um I think it was Lou Malnati's uh, pizza, and it was very good. That's a really funny name. Right? Lou Malnati's, because it sounds like Lu- Illuminati. <laughs> uh, that's a whole other thing. We, Oh, man. We could go down that road. Um, but the 
it was deep dish pizza, which was very good. And the gluten-free option was not like some sort of gluten-free dough. The gluten-free option was just like a bed of sausage meat with cheese and sauce on it, mm. which is very like the most Chicago way to do a gluten-free yeah. option. And it could give you meat. It's just some meat. Guess I could put some cheese and sass just in the meat. Guess I could do it. Is that good? Is that gluten free? That um, the most accurate accents in you, podcast you history. Know, you actually do a really good Chicago accent for a guy who has only been there once. I picked up a lot. I just you just do the bears and then you just crank it up. Yeah. To a cartoonish level, it's which like already it, was what the Bears was. You put a guy from Brooklyn in Canada and you get Chicago. Wow, that's true. Yeah. That is true. It's true. I can do the math on accents. Wow. What's a... Uh... Oh, what's an Australian accent? Australia is like... <laughs> you take an American Southerner mm-hmm. and... You, uh, like. I mean, do you have something or? I don't. I'm thinking as you we, take an American. Talk- I, I I knew half of it. And now I know the other half because of what you said. Okay. Take an American Southerner and you put them in England. Oh and yeah, that's like what it is. Yeah, that's, that's true. Like, yeah, it, that's yeah a- it's like somebody from the South who spent like a year in England, mm-hmm. or or an English person who came to the American South. Oh yeah, that's probably that's, that's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, and they and they talk all trashy. Now. Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. bloody hell. Hey. <laughs> uh, well, God, we're just alienating all our listeners in I Australia. I know. We're doing um, this right in people's ears, too, is I what I keep thinking. Uh, it's going to be fine. Um, <laughs> AirPods will adjust. I don't know how AirPods work. Uh, so, anyway, CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. Uh, this is Punk's <laughs> yeah. first big feud with, like, you know, because most of his feuds so far. I mean, Darby Allen was a big one. But most of them have been like one-off matches, and or I mean, this will probably also be a one-off match, but like smaller matches like Rampage that have been good, but mm-hmm. not like super huge. And this is like his first one, also against a, another guy who's like really a good promo talker guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they already did the thing. So the way it started, Eddie Kingston was mad about losing to Brian Danielson uh, in the World title eliminator tournament and then so he's backstage tearing shit up and screaming at people and he interrupted cm punk's interview Mm. uh and he got all in cm punk's face and punk was a little sarcastic to him and so punk wanted him to apologize to him and then that situation punk seemed like the the good guy and eddie kingston was being a jerk but in this thing it does seem like punk is like asking him for an apology and eddie kingston is coming out talking about how he was not there last week because he was worried that he was sick with covid and all this Mm. and eddie kingston is very intense and he'll yell at you a lot and it is not the way to be, but it does. It punk is coming off as like sort of like a little bit of the bad guy, mm. uh, which I'm not sure is intentional. But punk knows because he said that he can't be like the same character that he was in WWE, where he was like sarcastic because you like kind of hated everybody else there mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, and he was like better than most of the people there, uh, and so you were like on his side. Like it seemed like he was a rebel there, and now he's not a rebel anymore. He's, oh yeah. So he's he's got to find that footing and i think this will be great and the, you know the problems he did with eddie kingston were good but i want to i want to see some good reasoning on like his side of it and i can understand why he was mad at him but the match will be fantastic i'm sure i'm very excited some of the points he made against eddie kingston were fair and good but mm-hmm. when you're babyface 
you really gotta find like good justifications for things. Yeah. Um, you can't. Otherwise, you just look like a woke scold. Or you just look like a fuck, like the opposite. You just look like a, you know, like this is something that John Cena would often look like is a bully, and like everything oh, that yeah. he would do, he just could come off as this like rich, privileged bully who had every advantage and just was rude and mean to people, just like, upholding the status quo. Yeah, and he just like wouldn't, and he would just be like sarcastic to people and it was like not really his fault and i don't think he's like that he just like that was the like wwe baby faces especially have a thing where they're just like always bullying people like they always are winning they'll be super sarcastic and mean to people mm-hmm. and then the heels will just like say true things and complain about true situations but mm-hmm. you're supposed to like boo them yeah and it doesn't really make it it is very like republican it's, it's the classic kilgore problem wait you talking about the UCB show, Kilgore? No. Okay. What's his name from Black Panther? Oh, uh, uh, Killmonger. Killmonger. <laughs> yeah, Killmon- Kilgore was that UCB show that where right. they would do every Halloween where they paint the stage white. Yeah. They used a bunch of fake blood. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Killmonger. It's the classic Killmonger problem where everyone saw, um, Everyone saw that movie and they were like, well, wait, I I agree with, uh, with yeah. Killmonger, though. He's got some good points. He did. But in that movie, they did a good job of justifying. And also, they did a wonderful job in that movie because he did have a lot of good points, but he was also like I mean, yeah, murdering did... people and being sort of yeah, a, a made fascist a about it. Um, and they made him a real jerk. And the the main thing is not just that they... like The really great thing is not just that they painted him still in a villainous light while having good points. It's also that the hero came around to his way of thinking. Oh yeah. Like that's true. Black Panther was like, I I hear you. And he changed his behavior because of that. That's and he true. didn't do the killmonger thing because he was like, this is too much what you're doing the way you're doing it is too much. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you that this should be done. Because he was like, you should use all these resources mm-hmm. to help people outside of here that don't have it as good as you and you have the means to to do that, and he was like, "You're right. We should help the Avengers." Yeah. <laughs> bum, 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 bam, 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 You're uh, absolutely right. We should help bam, Tony bam, Stark. Bam, bam, We're gonna bam, start doing that right now. Bam, bam. No, he helped those kids playing basketball. That was the end of that movie. He oh, was yeah. good. They were doing a, a, a oh, like yeah, a foundation. Was, that was the other reason you loved Killmonger because he's actually had this hard life. Yeah, and had to like actually pull himself up by his bootstraps. Yeah. Whereas, you know, T'Challa is just like this cool guy his whole life, you know? Yeah. He was like, he was you the know. privileged one. Yeah. He yeah. Was, yeah. He was being super, like, as a guy who's always been super cool, um, you know, it's tough to understand. <laughs> yeah. Not it's everybody hard, gets it's to hard be to cool. Know. Like, know? we could never imagine what it's like to not be cool. Totally. We, But we acknowledge that, right? We check our privilege. Oh, of course, yeah. My our cool privilege, like I'll, our I'll be cool like privilege, not cool yeah. for people sometimes. Yeah, I'll be like, I'll pretend to be less cool so people yeah. aren't so intimidated. It's by hard. Me. It hurts. It so I can't really do it for does. too long. Yeah, but I'm pretty cool about it, though. I'm pretty chill about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Oops. What? We shouldn't be. We shouldn't be cool about. <laughs> we shouldn't be cool about not being cool because then we're still cool. Well, now we're not cool. No. Okay, you ruined it. Sorry. Uh, right, anyway, go see more. Black Panther. <laughs> it's do- great. Let's um, do one more. We'll do one more. Chadwick, we missed you, buddy. Okay. Well, wait. Let me do two more, and I'll be 
I'll be quick. You missed me saying R.I.P. Chadwick. Did you want to say oh, that R.I.P. too? Oh, R.I.P. Chadwick as well. Okay, I didn't want you to blow past that without no, saying R. it. No, R.I.P. Chadwick. Okay. Um, he was great. Mm-hmm. And we miss him. We miss you, bud. Um, All right, what's the last thing? Uh, well, I guess the last big thing is that WWE released a bunch of wrestlers. Oh, my. I think they fired a bunch of people in the office, and then they released a bunch of wrestlers. <laughs> Every time you say they released somebody, I think of that. Have you seen the video of like the research lab beagles being set free and seeing like grass for the first time? No. Oh, every once in a while there'll be some like heartbreaking video where lab animals get released for the first time into grass that they've never seen before. And whenever you say WWE released some wrestlers, I think of them crawling out of crates and Aww. seeing grass for the first time that does that is how it feels now because there are options mm-hmm. although this is like the shittiest round of people they've released because AEW is like so full right now impact would be a great place because impact after their last show was really good their last pay-per-view was really good so i mean i would actually love it if impact could turn shit around and really become like yeah, a wait, powerhouse is impact going on hiatus no roh is ring, ROH. Of oh, ring of honor the purity ring yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ring of Honor is, but... Um, I forgot about Ring of Honor. I mean, I would want everybody to be in, uh, like an AEW, but, you know, you can't... Not everybody can be an AEW because then they'll get... A, like, the show will be, will be bad because there's going to be too many people and people won't get used. Um, but Like the, SNL. Yeah. Um, SNL actually did for a while have, like... Or maybe still does have a problem similar to WWE where they would just bring in, like, celebrities to do stuff and not mm. use their actual cast. Um, but... Uh, who wrestling got... is like the SNL of sports. Anyway, continue. Well, yeah, I guess it is, right? Um, sure. <laughs> so, well, WWE released a lot of like really great people and people that they have just a lot of people they had just signed. Um, Keith Lee is like the big, big one because that guy was like can't miss main event, super wow. charismatic, amazing in the ring. Whenever he was super successful and over, as they say in um, NXT, and then they would bring him up to the main roster at the Survivor Series in, like, 2018, I think, and then in the 2019 Royal Rumble. It's just these one-off appearances, people not having seen him before, and he was getting huge reactions. Everybody loved him, and he did a great job. And then they, and then he had a little more success in NXT, and then he came to the main roster, and then they, he's a little bit of a husky guy, so they put him in a shirt. They put him in these baggy shorts. Mm. Doesn't work for most guys to wear that. Um, and that was bad. They changed his music right away. Then he got sick and he had COVID mm. for a long time and he literally almost died and he didn't even know he was going to be able to come back. Mm. And they did come back and then they gave him this bear cat gimmick and it's like sort of based on this guy that used to call himself that. Uh, and he was just like this big mean guy and he like kind of lost all his personality. Uh, and then they fired him after like two appearances of that. Oh, and Keith Lee is, I, I know I just said that like AEW is really like crowded. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Keith Lee, they should sign immediately. Like, as soon as he's yeah. eligible to be signed, they should sign him because he could be AEW world champion like tomorrow and it would be, yeah, it would be believable yeah. and great. I think that's, they should do that too. AEW, if you're listening, whoever you are, whoever you are, AEW, <laughs> please hire Keith Lee. Yeah, we love Keith Hang Lee. Hang on. I, or, can we do one more topic before we end? Oh, oh, do you uh, have more to say about well, this? Well, I was just going to say, they also, yeah. some other big people, Frankie Monet is this lady named Taya Valkyrie. That oh, was her. And yeah. they had just signed her like this year and they were pushing her and then mm. cut her from NXT. Like, Ember it, Moon? Ember Moon is gone. Ember Moon, I just know because she like was kind of witchy. She cosplays. 
Yeah. I think she genuinely does cosplay, but mm-hmm. fit, but she does she would do like cosplay type stuff. And, yeah. Um, but she might not. I don't want to put that on her if that's mm-hmm. not something she does. But if she does do that, that's cool. But um, Nia Jax. Nia Jax. Nia Jax. Sorry, who, I've only seen that written. Nia Jax is has posted about QAnon stuff before, and I don't know. This is the thing. This is the thing about Nia Jax that she says is not true or not was not told to her or not presented to her. Uh. there's rumors that they cut some people because they wouldn't get COVID vaccinated and a lot of like arenas have that thing and Nia Jax was like notably was against the vaccine she claims though that she took time off for mental health and then they sent her like a new schedule like okay you're coming back and she requested more time off for whatever like personal thing she was dealing with mm-hmm. and then they did not respond to it and then she just found out that she was released by like the news reports or whatever or the email that was sent oh bummer which is real shitty yeah no matter what's going on um but i don't know uh but oh this makes me sad yeah this is all very sad and like this this um this uh stable hit row which was like a hip-hop record label group um and they would rap and they were like good uh, they were a lot of cool, interesting characters, and they took them up from NXT. They were on SmackDown for one week. They fired the female member of it, mm-hmm. and they've already switched like the single star, like main guy of it. Mm-hmm. They switched that to the to the biggest guy, like the largest man, uh-huh. and they put the the guy who was the head guy as in part of the tag team. So it's like they literally were, lasted like one week on SmackDown, oh. and they've already been like completely dismantled. Oh, um, it's just. It's this whole thing is just that, and Karrion Cross, who was like the most WWE guy, mm-hmm. ready to go. They mm. loved him. He looked big. He could talk. He was like kind of boring in the ring, but he wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. He just was kind of boring, um, but in a competent way. But and they put him on Raw, and he lost his first match <laughs> in like seconds or minutes, and then they started doing a gladiator gimmick with him, and it just like none of it worked. And this whole thing is just another shining example of the fact that there's no like creative direction or decision. And even if there is a creative direction, it only lasts for like a day. And Mm -hmm. then it is like, and so again, none of this is ever going to change unless they have like a hard creative direction and just follow things. All they have to do is make decisions and Mm -hmm. stick to them and tell stories like week to week. That's really the main thing. And they just have like ADD about it and there's no focus. And that's why the ratings keep going down and all this stuff, I think. And uh, that's why also people get fired because there's no plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you get over on your own, it doesn't matter. Uh, <clears throat> there was one other quick thing I wanted to mention. I know that. Well, I had a quick thing. Oh, you did have a quick thing, yeah. Um, beep 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 beep. Oh my god! I forgot. Is there a Sasha Banks watch? She, man. Oh, she's in the Survivor series. Oh, good job, Sasha. She's in uh She's in, um, I'm sorry, I forgot. Uh, she's in the That's Survivor okay. Series. I just, so WWE you know. has not, <laughs> Survivor Series is on next Sunday. No, not this coming Sunday, but it's on in like, essentially like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have not promoted it or talked about it at all. And then they just randomly announced a couple of matches. And usually they do, they do the brand warfare now I see. for Survivor Series. And so they just announced <clears throat> the Survivor Series men's and women's. They do these five on five elimination tag team matches. So you have mm-hmm. to like, eliminate everybody on one team and your whole team could survive or it could be just one person mm-hmm. and they could actually be really good I, I enjoy these matches but they're they're not really like for anything and they just kind of 
are only important on that night and then nothing matters after that. Like I see. it doesn't which is the normal WWE way, but even more so with this. And she's in the uh, she's on Team SmackDown in the women's match. Um, so it's Team Raw's Bianca Belair, who has lost now to Becky Lynch again. Yeah. Uh, and so another example of the fact that there was no creative direction whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And when she lost to Becky Lynch, there was no point to it. And there yeah. was no end game in sight. There oh, was no okay. plan. Wow. She did just screwed her momentum for no reason. Oh. Um, and we love Becky Lynch, but yeah. she didn't need that at all. No. Um, and, uh, and she'll have a great title reign, but still. Anyway, Bianca's in this match. Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Carmella, and Queen Zelina, because Zelina Vega won the Queen's Crown Tournament, so now is required to change her name to Queen Zelina, which hopefully that doesn't ruin the rest of her career. I want that to happen to me. Queen Anne? Queen Anne? I have to go buy it, though. Like, I don't. King John and Queen Anne? Like, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so sorry, but you have to call me Queen Anne. I'm so sorry. I know. It's so embarrassing for me. That's what I want to be able to do. Like, it's Um, not my fault. Your Honor, please... Uh, allow us to bring up our next witness, Queen Anne. Yeah, hi, I'm Queen Anne. I'm so sorry. Oh my god, that's so embarrassing, right? This is like, highly irregular. But you do have to call me that. All right, I'm the judge. I and usually this is a Southern lawyer, but the Southern lawyer got promoted to judge. Thank you, Foghorn Lane. Lake I say, yeah, of course. Um, uh, and then Sasha's on Team SmackDown with Shayna Baszler, Shotzi. Remember, she turned on her, Shotzi. and they're on the same team now. Oh. <gasps> Right? Shatsy. Shatsy fired. And then uh, she wasn't, though. And then Natalia and Aaliyah, not the singer, but uh, well, another yeah, lady. Well, yeah, th- I would think it's not the singer. Well, I think we know that it's not the singer. <sighs> good point. Can't um, take, but can't she's. take him anywhere. I know. That's why I don't leave Chicago. He always brings up Aaliyah. Just stay right here in Chicago. And I'm like, where it's safe. John, that's a painful memory for many of us. Please stop bringing up Aaliyah. And he just keeps doing it. Well, I don't know who picked this name for this wrestler, but it is it is a little insensitive. It's also the name of Muhammad's wife, the Prophet Muhammad, I think. I have really, truly, am not even going to try because I don't know. And I don't. <laughs> You don't know about... I, don't, I know who Muhammad is, but I don't know... Okay. I didn't know he was married. You don't know about is, Islam, the religion? I don't know about any religion, to be fair. That's true. You really don't. I really don't. don't know. I went to Catholic I, school for several years. I know yeah, very little about I studied a lot of religion growing up. And I, I know also, probably more about Jedi. You do. You know a lot about Jedi. The sacred Jedi text. <laughs> That's good. I Sometimes I read about like Zoroastrianism, and, but... but Jedi, Jedi's good. Jedi's good too. It's basically just the the popcorn version of Buddhism in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, Jedi. Um. Uh. But anyway, Sasha's doing that. That'll be hopefully a good match. And that. Sasha Banks. That was our Sasha Banks one. That was our Sasha Banks one. Declared that Jediism is like Buddhism, but like popcorn version. Yeah, whatever the fuck that means. I don't even know what that means. Um. So, also, New Japan had a pay-per-view this past week. It was good. Shingo Takagi retained the world title, and there's a lot going on with that previous version of their main their main event title, and people, mm-hmm. I can understand why they have a new version of their world title, and it's kind of silly, but people keep talking about how it's not the real title, and I love Shingo Takagi, and I want him to just beat everybody who's, like, talking shit about his world title, because yeah. it's his right now. Um, yeah. I hope and he so does they've got, too. They've got the one of the Wrestle Kingdom main events is announced. Wrestle Kingdom, New Japan's biggest show of the year. It's January fourth, 
It's in the Tokyo Dome. Get your tickets now. Get your tickets now. And it used to be two, it used to be a one night event. Then yeah. last year it was a two night event, and this year it's going to be a three night event. Even though Whew. only the first two nights are on consecutive nights, and then the third night is like three days later. And the first two oh. are in the Tokyo Dome, and the third one's in just like a it's still kind of a big venue, but not as big of a venue. Um, and it's going to be Shingo Takagi defending his IWGP World Heavyweight Championship against the G1 Climax winner Kazuchika Okada. So you have a really be... good memory. I just want everyone listening to realize that John says these things without looking at his computer screen. Oh, yeah. He just knows the names of these people. He knows about the venues. It he is knows... incredible how much shit about wrestling I know. <laughs> it, well, it's just like how much detail. You know? know, it's like you know about the venue change and like the days that it's happening that are different than last year. Well, it's and... always on January 4th. Oh, well. Anyway, that's the I'm whole just, thing. I'm is, just yeah. saying that you're call, you call, you call I do, up a lot of detail I do, that I, I don't am, think most people would. I do. Um, a friend of mine pointed out it's because I haven't smoked weed, mm-hmm. and that might probably helps my memory. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I mean, maybe. I, I don't know if that's actually true. Why, I'm not anti weed. By the way, I'm not saying that like it's why an anti weed thing. For me like this, I'm not I saying. I just want to be very clear. I'm not anti marijuana. Attacked on my own podcast. It was just a joke that a friend of mine said, and I'm, now it feels insulting to I'm people. I'm the producer of this podcast, oh, and God. my medical information is my own. That's true. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> what? I was just gonna say tomorrow is also the anniversary of the 1997 Survivor Series. Um, the 24th anniversary, I guess. 24 years ago it happened. 1997 Survivor Series uh, was where Bret Hart was screwed out of the WWF Championship by uh, <laughs> sort of a conspiracy with Shawn Michaels and Vince McMahon. And I don't have time to get into it, but it really shaped wrestling. It was a huge thing. It pretty much birthed a lot of the Attitude Era and weirdly saved wwf even though they were losing their biggest star at the time uh and it is a huge milestone i wanted to mention it and i could probably do an entire podcast just about the 1997 survivor series is that what you want to do next week i don't know uh it has been done a lot and i probably don't know as much in next week's episode do you want to do just that sure okay you want to wrap it up no, I'm t- I'm saying in next next week's episode we can yeah, just yeah. have an episode that's just about that. Okay. All right, so tune in next week, folks, uh, for a special episode about just that. Okay. Just do you what have, you just heard. Do you have any reflections this week? Any quick? Oh, do I have any reflections? Um, my reflections are: everybody, take care of yourselves. Drink a glass of water. Um, you know, stretch. As much as you can, get some get some a good walk in. Uh, get your vitamin D. Uh, eat eat some good food because um, you only get one body, you only get one life, and you want to be comfortable and healthy for what comes your way. That's my reflection. That's a great. That's reflection. pretty good, right? That's a great reflection. No one could argue with that. No, I don't think so. That is an apolitical. Uh, unifying reflection That's for true. everybody. I'm sure if you posted that on a wrestling site, commenters would find a way. Oh. But well, let's try it. Oh, well, I guess the easiest way would just be like, "This isn't about wrestling. This <laughs> <laughs> is here." But it is. It is about wrestling. Yeah. All, All right. right. Hey, good good night and good wrestling. Like and subscribe. <laughs> this is here. But it is. 